Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Cinephiles Extended Cut, the show where we break down the biggest stories of the week as covered in the original Cinephiles and some other stories that didn't make the cut, as per usual, guys. Um, so if you like this, be sure to subscribe to the channel for more. I am your host, Matt. We have Justin. Phoebe has finally returned. It feels like it's been forever. Welcome back. It's no longer just the boys. The alpha female is back. Oh, Whoa. Shout out to that Yikes. horrible comment that was in there last week. It was really funny. Um, and then we shout have beta, beta male. Oh, yeah. Liam at the number, end beta man number three. Unreal. That was not a nice comment. But it's nice that we're finally all together, guys. So, how's it going? Are we doing well? Pretty good. Very I'm good. glad Great. to see all my friends again. I'm starting to get so used to your intro that I can kind of like bob my head to it like... Yeah. You should all just mouth it. Yeah. Like yeah. as I That as would I do not it. be creepy at all. No. no. Yeah. I, I want to know if I could do it, but I wouldn't... I don't want to try. <laughs> we probably all could. We, or we've memorized it by this point. Anyways, um, let's talk about what we've been watching on the big or small screen. Um, I guess I'll throw it over to you, Justin, first, since you are the first to my left. Anything interesting? That's the only bad? reason I get to go first. <laughs> I mean, okay, fine. Liam, at, at the end of the no, day, it's my turn. I'm joking. Anything good, bad? Yeah, I went to go see The Incredibles two finally. Oh, uh, that movie is great. It's delightful. Uh, I felt like a kid <laughs> again. There was a lot of children in the audience. It's been a while since I was in a movie theater with just like ninety eight percent child yeah. population. Did uh, you go like late at night? No, we saw the seven o'clock. Oh, so it was like Child you were home by bed. You were home by bedtime. Yeah, I got a good night's sleep after that, so that was delightful. Nice. But yeah, no, The Incredibles two is so much fun. Nice. Uh, the one thing that stood out to me were the action sequences, which were better than a lot of like big budget superhero movies. Really? Wow. Yeah. Damn. The action sequences and the way that the powers were used. I saw with my girlfriend, who I dragged to a bunch of superhero movies, and she's always like the action sequences go on for so long. Like, yeah. They're so boring. Even she was like, I was on the edge of my seat. They're really <laughs> used really well. So The villain uh, looks really cool. Interesting villain. Not I'm cool. not going to go into it, but interesting. <laughs> Avoiding interesting the spoilers. Choice. Okay. Uh, maybe when the spoiler embargo lifts in like six months or whatever, we can talk about <laughs> in six the villain. Months. But uh, go see it if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's great. My question for you, I'm always afraid to go to the movie theaters and have it packed with children just because I'm afraid they're going to make so much noise. Was that the case? No, because it was like a few weeks out. It came out okay. a, a couple of weeks. Yeah, like I'm right. sure if I had seen it like as soon weekend? as it came out at that time, that time of week, yeah. yes, it would have been. But it was just like a lot of kids. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Uh, Phoebe, you've uh, spent a lot of time away from the show, so you probably watched a lot. <laughs> I was gone for one week, but yes. Yeah, it's a long time. Movies right now. I did. I actually went to go see Jurassic World, which is what I'm choosing to talk about this week because we had this sort of conversation where I was like, I so want to see it. Even though you guys said that it was bad because I'm <laughs> sure it's good. It was terrible. It I was, was one of the worst movies I'd ever seen, honestly. Really? bad. Yes. Like it was, it was like, it felt so disjointed. It was just, it, it failed to capture any of the magic of the first one in this series. Yeah. I thought it was such a frustrating movie and I could not wait for it to end. The whole time I was just like, I want I want to leave. I want to go home. Like, And uh, I couldn't sleep because it was so loud. But yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, have you seen the first one? You mean Jurassic, Jurassic Park? World? No, no, no. Jurassic World. Yes, I've seen the first and one. And you liked this one less? Yeah. All right. Liam, uh, please elaborate. What is that supposed to be? Uh, the he first just one shot is, you I think the a first bad one, look. I think Jurassic World is way worse. I think that that's an unpopular opinion. I think it's popular in my books. Well, <laughs> your to, books to, are wrong. to your circle of friends, I think like a lot of people like that movie. It no. was good for what it was. It was a good action movie. Yeah. It had some cool action sequences. It was a good story. This one was like 15 different stories that were all extremely boring. I think for me, it's like <laughs> I'll re reiterate what I said 
was it two weeks ago mm-hmm. where I think like at the very least this one has a tone like a consistent tone, whereas the first one is just like a tone of terrible boringness. <laughs> That's the tone. Agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, I feel that Liam like he he comes off as he low key likes it, but I think he secretly just loves it. I don't. But he's afraid it. to admit it. No, see, look at that. Look at that smirk. He's blushing. I, a year from now, yeah. he's gonna be I, like I, in defense of. No, when I went to that movie, I hated Jurassic World, so like I was like, I'm gonna hate this movie, but I came out mm. of it enjoying some things. Okay. But it, it is a bad movie. Okay, well you have terrible, terrible <laughs> opinions. I do have terrible That's taste. a terrible taste. Yeah. So did you watch anything uh, this past week that you did love? Then I rewatched a movie that I watch every few months. Good, I'm glad because I I think it's probably the greatest comedy of all time. Oh, uh, I watched bad. no. I watched Wet Hot American Summer oh, because okay. it's yeah. uh, it's been a very wet hot American summer um, in Montreal. Uh, <laughs> I guess <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there's been some. It, well, we had a giant heat wave heat last wave. week. It was very um, muggy, so I felt inspired to watch that movie. Yeah, I I laugh so hard at that movie every time. I think it's they throw as many jokes as possible at the wall and I would say that like 99% of them stick yeah um, and it's really refreshing to watch a comedy where like they don't really care about story it's just like how many jokes can we cram yeah. in and that's really what I go into a comedy expecting totally. you know just like how many times can I laugh in this like hour and a half span it's like off the wall comedy my favorite scene is the ridiculous chase scene oh my, oh god. my god it's, it's the so best classic yeah. um yeah so good and like the the wet hot american summer universe is like one of my favorite things Ever yeah. with the two TV shows They've or mini series, the, the series, shows. Yeah. I really hope yeah. it returns. Yeah, <laughs> I, I as well uh, watched a comedy. I actually just watched it yesterday. I watched uh, Pop Star Never Stop Stopping uh, for the first time yesterday. Oh my god, it's hilarious! So good. so good. Underrated. No one really so talked underrated. about it. When it Very came out. underrated. Yeah. I've never um, seen it. I, I think maybe that's why it like took me so long to watch it. But uh, hilarious, great jokes. Um, it is in that vein where it's like they're throwing as many jokes totally. at the wall as possible. Yeah, great songs too. So many of them stick. Yeah, he's so good, Andy Samberg. Yeah, Love so um, that was what you watching. But next week we're gonna do things a little bit differently, aren't we, guys? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, in honor of the new Mission Impossible movie Fallout, which is coming uh, coming up, we're all gonna watch the first one. And we're all going to just talk about it um, in the first segment next week. So. And we invite you all to uh, watch it as well. So yes. you can comment, let us know what you thought. Yes. Have a big old Mission Impossible 1 discussion. discussion. Please do. So that's your homework for, for the weekend, guys. Or for the week. You have some time. You got time. Next Friday. Yeah. Be there, be square. Yeah. So um, we're going to take a tiny break, but then we're going to come back and hit you with the three biggest stories of the week. Hey, guys. Rebecca and Dan here. Guess what? What? We have a long overdue update to our WatchMojo merch. That's right. All new t-shirts with all new designs that show off everything you love about WatchMojo. What does that mean? Well, you guys have very passionate opinions about pretty much every topic we cover, so why not wear that on a t-shirt? Are you a movie buff? Can you rattle off your top 10 favorite movies with pride? Then you should definitely own a t-shirt that shows that off. Or maybe you're a video game fan. You can wear your love of PC gaming on a t-shirt. Superhero super fan? Ask me about my top 10 favorite comics is for you. We've recently partnered with Amazon to create a brand new merch page where you can select your favorite t-shirt with a click of a few buttons. Head over to the link in the descriptions below and you can check out our first few designs. They're pretty sweet. And the best part about this is the possibilities are endless. In true WatchMojo fashion, we're actually asking you guys to vote on what designs you want to see next. You'll also find a second link to a voting page where you can vote on your own t-shirt designs and upvote the ones you already like. I cannot wait to wear this t-shirt out to annoy slash impress my friends with my superior ranking of 80s movies. Anyway, let us know in the comments if there's other merch you'd like to see us make, and see you next time. Okay, we are back, and the next story we're going to talk about is uh, Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker movie. We had talked about it previously in past shows. Um, it had been rumored. 
but it is finally a go. The actor put pen to paper, signed the deal. It's happening. It's going to be shot in September. And the interesting thing, uh, interesting thing about this, I think, for me personally, um, is the budget they said is going to be $55 million, which of course is a lot of money. But then you compare it to other superhero movies, uh, for example, Suicide Squad, that budget was $175 million. <laughs> And that so, movie was terrible. So And it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and it was terrible. I mean, some people loved it, but ah. I mean, we all thought it was garbage. Um, but I thought it was very interesting that there was a, such a big discrepancy in kind of the, the, the budgets there. Um, and that, on top of it, it's going to be, the director said it's going to be like a dark experimental tone and um, be very much a crime drama. Mm. So... I just want to ask you guys, what do we think of the small budget? What do we think of the tone? What are your, your impressions of this project I'm as a whole? very excited about this, mm-hmm. especially Joaquin Phoenix is fresh off of You Were Never Really Here, which yes. I, none of you guys have seen, but I recommend it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like having a lower budget, well, like $55 million is is not a low budget by any means, but having this kind of budget where it's like a more toned down one, yeah. I can see them taking a tone that is so drastically different. I mean, it'll probably be, crime drama sounds very similar to the Dark Knight trilogy. That's, I mm. I hate to compare it to that, but it is like the first thing that popped into my yeah. head to, you know, like kind of more grounded in reality a little bit. Yeah. Um, obviously dark and experimental. <laughs> so yeah, what do you guys think? I think that this brings up the same question that the Venom movie has been getting recently, which is, can you have a Venom movie without Spider-Man? Likewise, can you have a Joker movie mm-hmm. without Batman? Um, I think there's such an Im- interesting dynamic between those two characters. Right. I think that's like part of what makes the Joker so interesting is that he has to play off of Batman as a character of like justice and like these boundaries and these rules. Mm-hmm. I think that Phoenix's performance might be enough to make this movie stand on its feet. However, I think something will be missing by making it only a Joker movie. That's not to say anything about the quality of the movie. I still think it could be a great movie, and I, I, I believe in Joaquin Phoenix as, as mm-hmm. a very capable actor. I'm just worried that in removing the dynamic that makes that character so interesting, they're going to be losing something. Do you think he's going to have some sort of antagonist in the movie? I mean, it must have to. Commissioner Gordon? Maybe I mean, some, sort of, some sort of police force. J.K. Simmons? J.K. Simmons. Well, <laughs> I think they're really going to try and be like, this is, this is not, not the DCEU. This is its own thing. I think the fact that there's another Joker movie coming out at this, mm-hmm. like, probably yep. not that far along after means that this is going to be very much like on its own, which I think is a smart decision. Why not go in that route mm-hmm. if you know that, like, you've already established a tone for the DCEU? Yeah. Kind of do something different and interesting. Yeah. I'm hoping that this is sort of like a like a Logan type thing. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that would be a really interesting like narrative to follow. I also think like you said, like Joaquin Phoenix is coming off like a slew of amazing movies. He's just like such a talented actor. Yeah. And he also has like this, you know, I think everybody knows that he's kind of a weird guy. He has like a bit of yeah. a darkness to him. And mm-hmm. I think that that will be on full display in this movie. And I think that that is going to be uh, good. It also yeah. will obviously invite comparisons to Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh, for sure. But yeah. I think that Joaquin, if anybody, he can do it. He can do a good yeah, job. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Dude's a great actor. Um, I just want to bounce back a little bit. Do we think that there's going to be zero mention of, well, maybe not mention, but that Batman won't appear in this movie at all? I think, we, well, he has to be mentioned at some point. Yeah, like, mentioned for sure. Yeah, like, mentioned. I think, I think it would be weird to introduce him as like a figure within the narrative mm-hmm. in so much as then it becomes 
a, the Batman show, right? It's yeah. like, who's playing Batman? Especially mm -hmm. considering all the speculation about who will be continuing on as Batman since Ben Affleck has expressed his trepidations yeah. about yeah. moving forward with the character. <laughs> yeah, He's not exactly uh, signed on for the rest of time, as <laughs> many people would have hoped. Um, I think that it would actually... You either make a Joker movie and don't mention Batman, or if Batman is involved, it's kind of stops being a Joker Is movie. it weird right. that I almost can't even imagine like Joaquin Phoenix acting alongside Ben Affleck as Batman? Like I feel like it's like would be two different They're like universes. on two like, different two levels. Different levels yeah. for sure. Interesting. But I think you, but I think it's interesting like the Logan comparison that you brought up because I think like super, like comic book movies and superhero movies now they've done the superhero thing or like the comic book thing for so long that now it's almost like they have to kind of choose a genre and run with it. Mm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like with Logan, it was like that Western like yeah. drama. I mean, yeah. like Deadpool was like they went full on comedy. Even like Ant-Man and the Wasp went yeah. full on comedy. You know what I mean? Like it can't just be like, <clears throat> we can't have movies like Iron Man where it's like, this is a superhero movie. Because like, I think like that basic tone is just like, doesn't cut it anymore for right. people. Yeah. Like, I think Interesting. Yeah. We had, we had compared it to The Dark Knight previously, yeah, or at yeah. least, you know, the dark experimental tone, um, which worked incredibly well for that trilogy. I don't think anyone can really argue that. Um, and DC, for the longest try, uh, longest time, tried to kind of emulate that, you mm -hmm. know, with the Batman v Superman, all the kind of, um, uh, why am I blanking on his name right now, that director, Zack Snyder, Zach Snyder style. Um, you know, and it, it didn't really work. Are we kind of worried that they're, they're trying to tackle this type of tone again? The, um, like, what do you mean? Like the Dark Knight tone? Yeah, exactly. Of? I yeah. think it works better for a Joker movie than it does for a Superman movie. For sure. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, a sure. sure. fair point. I think okay, that yeah. was the big misstep is that they tried to fit other characters into that dark, edgy box that just didn't belong there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that it makes it like this is actually one project where an R-rated dark tone makes perfect sense because yeah. of the nature of the character. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it actually works in their favor. No, yeah. It almost like, I'm trying to think, this may be a little too off topic, but um, like, do you think like a just, like standalone Joker Heath Ledger movie would have worked? Yeah. yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. for sure. I do. I think that would have been, I, I wouldn't want it to be like a prequel. Like, I really don't care where he, he started came yeah, from yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But I think like the fact that at the end of that movie he is captured, he's not killed or anything. Yeah. Right, yeah. I think that had history gone a different way, we would have seen more of him, maybe in, mm -hmm. maybe in the form of the next movie in that trilogy, or maybe as a standalone movie, and I think that would have been really good. I think yeah. what works so well about his character is like all the stories he tells about his past are like so ambiguous, right? Right, mm -hmm. right. Think, yeah. yeah. You would have had to do yeah. it afterwards. And it's interesting, uh, you had touched upon it before, or just, just, or just now, um, there's, um, there's an origin movie being made as well right. on the Joker with Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> so, so there's just insane. so much Joker, yeah. And the Jared Leto one, I don't know if anyone's really asking for it, but I Warner think there Brothers is probably and, some people asking for it. There's some people asking yeah. for it, but I think we can all agree. Like my interest is way higher for this than the Jared yeah, Leto definitely. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. I'm way more into this. Yeah. Um, I want to know if you guys are excited for this one as well. Um, Neil Blomkamp. He came out with a great movie. District 9 was his first feature. Yep. And it was amazing. Nominated for Academy Awards. Not just a sci-fi movie. It touched upon a bunch of other themes, you know. Um, it was tremendous. Um, and he's kind of like, ever since then, kind of dipped down. Um, his last movie what was, it was Chappie. It was 2015. Yeah. Not Chappie. very good. <laughs> it was a good movie. What's you liked it? What's wrong with that movie? Sell it. Because it was no, garbage. it was fun. It was fun. It was a fun... Okay, fine. D. Antwerd in yeah. there. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. The Terrible decision. It's and it 
It was fine. It was it was not a terrible movie. Okay, it, it might not have been terrible, but it wasn't good. It wasn't right. District Nine fair level. Enough, yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and he's had kind of like an interesting career tra- uh, trajectory since then. He was supposed to do um, an alien movie right. with Ridley Scott, but then he kiboshed that in favor of oh, Prometheus, or was it the one after that? It was yeah. It was the most recent one. Yeah. Anyways, um, it's been a rough go for Neil, unfortunately, who is also half Canadian. So really, just little little shout out to that. Um, but his next project, um, it might boost him into back up into the the kind of mainstream stratosphere, if you will. He's gonna do RoboCop. Mm-hmm. MGM is doing another RoboCop. What do we think? This is a really good fit. I think, especially because like the first RoboCop has so many like deeper themes, like political themes and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. like be shown through District Nine and like even Elysium. And I guess maybe Chappie, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, even Chappie too. Yeah, has like yeah. I think he knows how to like mix that like sci-fi with like something to say. Yeah, really well. And totally. I think I think he'll kill it, especially since like that last RoboCop remake was just like they took all the the wrong aspects of RoboCop and just like made it this like crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the Rotten Tomato score, not that the audience will probably care about Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> but it does have like a 49%, yeah. which isn't very good at all. Nope. It did rake in $242 million at the box office though. And this one is supposed to be kind of like uh, a continuation of the remake. It was written um, It was written a while ago. It was supposed to be kind of like a sequel to the original uh, 1987 version. Right. Um, so they're they're continuing the story. It's not like a reboot or a remake. They're continuing that story. Um, you touch upon it, Liam. Do we do we think it's the right story slash kind of franchise for Neil to kind of tackle? I kind of agree with Liam, but I wanna I wanna know what you guys think. I think it's a really interesting uh, like trend right now to make sequels to old movies that like like kind of ignore the other sequels. Yeah, like we're seeing yeah. it with Halloween. Where in the trailer they True. made it very clear, like this is not a sequel to like the seventh yeah. Halloween movie. Yeah. We're like going back to the very beginning. Uh, th- I think that's a really interesting way of looking at things. In so much as you kind of can disregard all the weird changes that have come along the yeah. way from the all the past right. mass sequelization of all of these franchises. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, RoboCop didn't necessarily work the last time. I think this will have a completely different angle, obviously. Yeah. But I'd be. Scared skeptical going into it just because I know that what may have worked in the 80s, right? The yep. RoboCop yep. was in the 80s. I, I think may not necessarily have the resonance it has now, but I could be, Phoebe, what do you think? I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, like I've, I've voiced this many times. I find it very annoying when they make sequels to movies that nobody asked for. This is I think true. because You're a of hater. brand recognition, <laughs> this movie will make a ton of money no matter mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. I just don't really understand the motivation, I guess, because I think like movies that were made, you know, a long time ago, I think part of their charm is like their campiness and, you know, it's, it's not the same nowadays. They try to modernize everything. And I think certain things work in certain eras because of yeah. you know the lack of CGI or you know the campiness of it all yeah. and I, I just don't really understand any of yeah. this trend at all I really that, don't that's like fair it. I mean the 87 version you watch clips from it or you know you, you watch the movie and you see him moving and he's like literally walking like a robot terrible like jarring movement yeah. and then in the remake one he's smooth it's like super the clean like sleek shine yeah exactly um I really hope they keep the R rating though, because like yeah. that's a lot of what makes the original so good for me. Is like mm. it's brutal. so brutal. Yeah, yeah. And like, but like in a such a, in a crazy like over the top way that like doesn't 
But I, I just know. feel like they won't because I think the point of making these movies is to make money. I don't think that it's to like, you know, okay. appease people from a wide audience because we saw with like Blade Runner 2049, they made like, you know, whatever it was, a sequel, uh, a, they added to that universe and it was like, it was so niche, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I yeah. feel like that in that way, not that the movie wasn't good or anything, but it's just unsuccessful at the box office because mm-hmm. it was so niche. So these movies are trying to make them for as wide an audience as possible. So like, I highly doubt that they're going to make it like super gory yeah. And you know, like intense because they want people who are under the age okay. of thirteen to be able to see it as well. They gotta sell That's, those toys. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's interesting you say that because wasn't was District Nine rated R? Yeah. Because there are some scenes there you, you see some of the uh, People exploding. The, the prawns. Yeah. I know that's the derogative term to call them, but I, they like you see them testing weapons and shooting yeah. them, and they explode, and mm. you, you know. So it's it, it's interesting that you think you think that because I'm kind of under the impression it will be R-rated. Okay. It kind of harkens back to um, when Neil Blomkamp was at his best in District enough, Nine, yeah. so it kind of gives him that freedom to just be, you know, as balls to the walls as he wants yeah. to. I was like, people were really upset when they announced that the the last RoboCop remake was. Uh, PG thirteen. So mm-hmm. maybe like they'll yeah. learn from that, and or they'll be like, maybe. all right, maybe that's there is like an audience, like the best audience for this movie is like a rated R. Yeah, I, I think that's know. like a huge consideration, like to to you know they don't want their movies to be R rated because then a lot of people can't see. Yeah, them, I know no, for sure. It turns yeah. a lot of people off. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess you also want to appease like the diehard fans of this yeah. franchise because yeah. if you alienate the people who actually care about the name, yeah, itself, yeah. then you're it's a lose lose, right? For yeah. sure. So there's a lot of interesting uh, le- levels to this. Neil's finally making a comeback. I mean, it's his first feature since Chappie, which was in 2015. I know he's been doing so. some stuff, uh, like some indie stuff, or like he's yeah. been working on his own company. Yeah, he has his own production yeah. company. He's, I think he's worked like on a lot of shorts and like yeah. digital kind of stuff. But this is going to be the first time he's actually taken on exciting. a Hollywood yeah. feature in years. So um, hopefully he gets back into, into good graces of Hollywood. I mean, District 9 is, you know, one of my favorite yeah. sci-fi movies. So we'll see. Um Going on to another sci-fi or fantasy, it was fantasy uh, story. Um, it's Star Wars. Can't get away from Star Wars, but it's I think always, it's, it's always there. It's always there. But I think some fans will be pretty excited with this, especially considering the the controversies that were surrounding uh, Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian. Yeah. But um, Billy D. Williams, the OG Lando Calrissian, is going to make an appearance in Star Wars Episode Nine. So Ooh. cool. So the yes. Skywalker cool. saga is bringing back another iconic character because they're killing every yeah. uh, every other one. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler it's, alert. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I think this is super cool. I, I'm, I'm, I was really excited by this news because I mm-hmm. think part of Lando's charm is that even in the uh, original movies, like, He's not the clear-cut good guy. Like yeah. that's often attributed to uh, to Han Solo, but Han Solo, at the end of the day, is a, is a good guy. Yeah. You never a, question that, but with, with Lando, it's the, true. Yeah, he like he's always on the edge, right? Yeah. But you know, Lando created that tr- like not trope, but that narrative element that was repeated in this new one. Yeah. Where right. He's like the betrayer, right? He's yeah. the Judas. Yeah. He's uh, the sneak. Yeah. I think that's like super interesting. I, and like he kind of gets his redemption. Obviously, he plays a big part in uh, Return of the Jedi. But I think, yep. I think having him come back and seeing what he's been up to, like that's ultimately what this trilogy at first was supposed to be, right? It's like, what have these characters been up to? And I think that's part of why a lot of people have been disappointed yeah. by these movies, is because mm-hmm. good for them, they focus on their new characters, but they've kind of like pushed the other characters to the side a little yeah. bit. And I think having Billy D in there is gonna make a lot of people happy. But- I think Go that's ahead, that yeah. big, their big debate is like, do we, do we continue 
to push the story or do we like do we like do what the fans want with like our old characters right it's like yeah they don't really know i feel like they don't really know what which direction they should go with it and like I mean, the the Force Awakens was like, let's push these new characters, but then Last yeah. Jedi was. I totally agree because you know Ryan Johnson with um, the Last Jedi. Sorry, it was the other way around. Yeah, the Last Jedi, they were like. Yeah, Ryan Johnson's screw, like, whatever. You know what? I respect the past, but this is time for Star Wars to become something yeah. new and fresh, and yeah. it's time to literally they say it in the movie. It's time to kill the past, yeah. and I thought that was really cool. Uh, a lot of people didn't, but then with <laughs> this one, with JJ coming back, it seems like. He just wants to bring back that old flavor, if you will, you yeah. know, and kind of bring back that that very thing that was missing from uh, the last Jedi. This, I think this this next movie is really going to sell it for whether people think that these sequels are are were a good idea or not. I'm really yeah. curious of the direction, just because of the if you're if you're Lucasfilm and you're J.J. Abrams, who do you listen to, right? Because oh, sure. the last Jedi was like critically loved it has a amazing score on rotten tomatoes the discourse around it from like a certain audience like we all like that movie yeah but then at the other side and i don't want to i don't want to diminish people's opinions about the movie because if you don't like it that's totally valid yeah but people that don't like it are very vocal about it very so i don't know who do you do you pander and maybe pander is the wrong word but do you lean into that side of the audience and you're going okay hang on let's try and backtrack and Mm -hmm. return maybe to the side that those people want to see at the cost maybe of the critical reception that the last movie got I don't know it's a tough position to be in I think that like sort of leads into what that I I was going to say about this was that this feels like fan service like putting Lando in this movie because you know, there was that exec who said like, oh, we're going to make a Lando movie. And then she was like, oh, wait, no, we're not going to make a Lando movie. And people were like, well, are you going to make a Lando movie? And they were like, we have to do something with Lando. Let's throw him in this movie. Like, that's what it feels like. It feels like fan service. And I think that like, you know, Star Wars, whether or not they are pandering to their fans, that's what it it seems like here. I I completely agree. I think JJ 100% respects Ryan and the decision he wanted to bring it uh, into. Um, I think he's going to take elements of that and create like a story that is new and kind of deviates from the past. But like you mentioned, I think he's, I don't know if he's afraid, but he does want to appease that portion of the fans. Well, at a certain so that's point, why you I have do have to right. appease yeah. the fans. That's, what's, that's, that's what's necess- keeping you afloat, you know. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Johnson doesn't think so. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's his take, and um, yeah. that's fine. But JJ cool. Abrams has like the toughest job in the world right now. <laughs> I do not want to, would not want to be him. Totally yeah. agree with that. He's uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the rich, the so. the jury's still out <laughs> on fine. what kind of role Billy D will play as Lando in this movie. I think we're all pretty excited to see it though. Yeah. Um, whether it's fan service or not, I guess we will see. Um, so those were the three biggest stories of the week, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Hope we didn't annoy you. I thought that was pretty good conversation. <laughs> um, so we're going to take... No, we're, we're good. We're you good. annoy me, but... <laughs> uh, so we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back and get to the stories that didn't quite make the cut, the cutting room floor. Hey, guys. Rebecca here to take you on a little trip. Watch Mojo is your authority on ranking, and now we're bringing that expertise to travel with our latest channel launch, Mojo Travels. We know you're not noobs when it comes to seeing the world, so over the next little while, we'll be rolling out videos on next level travel hacks, craziest Airbnbs if you wanna sleep in a tree, or tips to travel with your dog. If you wanna check out content that's live right now, head over to Mojo Travels to see the best way to spend 24 hours in a given city, how to eat your way through a certain location, or how to find those hidden gems in a place that you visited a million times. I like to travel like a local whenever I can to find those really unique experiences, like a really cool karaoke bar or a really tasty pastry. Hint, it may involve getting lost. 
But if that's not your jam, you can just stick to the airport. Some of them are like destinations unto themselves. Now, if only I can get them to send me places. Safe travels. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cinephiles Extended Cut. If you want to check out the show as an audio podcast, you can do that on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Uh, it's time for the cutting room floor, the three stories that didn't make the cut. And we're going to start things off with a new trailer that dropped. And I thought it looked absolutely amazing. Two actresses I really love, Saoirse Ronan, Margot Robbie, in the first trailer to Mary, Queen of Scots. Woo! Loved it. <laughs> You're getting flushed over there. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. amazing. It was a great trailer. Yeah, I mean, like, Saoirse, Saoirse Ronan and uh, Margot Robbie. You gotta say it with an accent. Yeah, Saoirse. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. Are uh, both on top of their game right now. Like a power couple, yeah. Yeah. Like a power couple, yeah. I think it was about time that we see them in a movie together. Yeah. And this looks amazing. Margot Robbie looks to be giving a crazy performance. Yeah, yeah. Saoirse too, like, but Saoirse more in her wheelhouse, though. It's a little more undertone. She's doing her regular accent, right? Yeah. Almost, um, yeah. I'm yeah. calling it now. This is going to win an Oscar for makeup, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. They I, managed to look, to make Margot look pretty bad, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> Margot Robbie has been doing this thing lately where she just takes movies where she has to undergo this huge physical transformation, which I think is a like yeah. huge Oscar bait, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. People love that. The, like, the Academy loves that. Yeah. And like this movie is giving me life. Like Saoirse Ronan <laughs> and uh, Margot Robbie together. Like I'm not a huge fan of Margot Robbie. Like Honestly, I just think she's just okay. Like She's beautiful yeah. and she's exceptional, but she's not on the same level as Saoirse Ronan. And I, agree, I think this sure. pairing is going to really bring out like a different side of her and mm-hmm. she's going to be at her A game because she's like Saoirse Ronan is like unquestionably like one of the best actresses she, out there right I now. agree. Well, like This might be the year she wins an Oscar. Who knows? Oh, God, I, I, hope, yeah. So. I hope so. Yeah, she was like a better actress than most like adult actresses yeah. are at like 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. incredible. And I just like, it's also, I don't know, it seems kind of like a feminist-y movie, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, oh, I sure. appreciate that. Yeah. I feel like there's, there's that tension, but in the trailer, they keep saying like, don't let these men who are beneath you, you know, control you and all this stuff. And yeah. I think that that's like, it's such a good moment in time to release this film. And yeah. I think everybody's going to really rally behind there's, that. Uh, I'm not usually a fan of like these like hair and makeup period pieces mm-hmm. with the big gowns and stuff. Yeah. I tend to tune out for those. But turn one of my favorite movies, <laughs> turn the other cheek. One of my favorite movies of all time is Amadeus. And this gave me okay, Ama- yeah. Amadeus vibes. Cool. Not in the fact that like, it's a musical, just in the fact that like <laughs> it seems very stylized. Like they're using yeah. all those elements. Like there's that great shot that you pointed out in the trailer of of uh, Margot Robbie with her legs oh, yeah. open yeah. after the pregnancy scene, yeah. and there's just ribbons, red ribbons, and it's like yeah. they're doing a lot of interesting visual stuff in the trailer already. And it's the director's first feature; he's a yeah. stage director. So like to me, that I'm super interested in seeing what he can do. And what he brings to the table. Just I think having it's a. In. I think it's a she, isn't it? Is it a she? I think it might be a she. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was, that I would apologize. make a lot more sense. Yeah. I was gonna say the same thing, similar to the way I felt about Jackie, um, that we oh, right. a few years ago, mm, yeah. where like this could easily be like you know like a King's Speech, where it's just like so, like Oscar. Your eyes gloss over. Yeah. It. yeah. It's just, just like yeah. you know yeah. what you're getting, but like yeah. I, I find there's this trend recently that like they're doing these period pieces, but like in such an interesting way and like heavily stylized, and it's yeah. kind of like come up with like this indie, I guess indie movie uh, phenomenon that's going on right mm-hmm. now where it's like these like very highly um, visual directors are, are taking on these yeah. projects that yeah. otherwise would be kind of boring. I wanted to bring that up too because I mean, when we see trailers like this, a lot of times we'll point out like, oh man, that's super Oscar baity and mm. it, you know, it like turns us off. But yeah. I was surprised that all of us watched this and thought like right away like, 
this looks amazing. Yeah. I was hyped yeah. for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. super hyped. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes Oscar bait's a good thing. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally. Yep. So we'll see. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It might clean up at the Oscars, guys. So keep good an chance. eye out for this one. If you haven't yeah. watched the trailer, definitely do so. Um, the other story, uh, we had talked about Spawn previously in the, a couple episodes uh, ago. Jamie Foxx is going to be starring. Well, he has a new castmate, and it's Jeremy Renner. And he's going to be playing uh, Detective Twitch Williams. Are you familiar with the character? The character? From the comics? Great name. Number one. Twitch Williams. Great, great name. Is so hot right now. Twitch is very, yeah, <laughs> smart move to bring them into uh, this uh, endeavor. Uh, I'm not super familiar with this character. Um is he a comic book character? I actually or? don't know anything about this character. I'm not big into the Spawn comics. It was always okay. always a little gotcha. too... Uh, scared? Yeah, I was too spooked, man. Too scared. <laughs> no, it was always a little bit on the edgy side for me. Not not my my favorite, not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But I, I like Jer- Jeremy Renner a lot. Uh, hopefully he can do more in this movie than just shoot bows and arrows. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that it's really cool that Blumhouse is pulling like these Oscar-nominated... Uh, actors and like yeah. I, I feel like it's it's like we're not remembering this is like a Blumhouse film and it's mm-hmm. like typically not you know it's not like a huge studio they do things for cheap and whatever they're just like mm-hmm. coming up and up and up and now they have Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner doing a movie like that is incredible like yeah. that's a feat like in yeah. itself I think it's probably so appealing for these actors because like isn't like the whole way the Blumhouse model works is like they're making profit off of whatever the the, they're paid the on a makes. scale yeah. of how much the movie so, like, ends it's up making. So yeah. appealing for them. What I'm really curious to see is what the budget ends up being. Like, does Blumhouse reach outside of their comfort zone because this is such an ambitious project, something that's going to require a lot of visual effects and stuff like that? Right. Yeah. Or do they? Does Jason Blum do what he's best known for and find ways to cut corners and find ways to keep the budget low? Because whatever yeah. the budget ends up being is going to set a precedent for like. Yeah. yeah, that's what, a good point. How much, yeah. is, how much you can actually spend and get a yeah. superhero movie. So I think that's going to be um, interesting to see. I was going through the original, like the 1997 yes. version <laughs> recently. <laughs> were you, were you also doing the same? Yes, yeah. I was going through yeah. it uh, back at the office. Um, You're going to bring up the CGI? Yeah, the CGI is <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. For it was innovative at the time. It was like... Was it? Well, innovative. It was impressive for at the time. <laughs> I think that it looked... Like, the thing is, it's overwhelming right like it's not just like you see we were talking about robocop before where there's that effect of like the puppet giant robot puppet that comes in and kills a guy (laughs) there's stuff like that that doesn't age well but you can still kind of like okay i can see what they're doing but bad cgi ages so poorly i think that it's hard to look at Mm -hmm. i think that movie probably looked good for like a year and then like you know and then it was just like dated because it's like that it looks so bad now. It reminded me of the terrible CGI that was in like that Mortal Kombat movie. Oh yeah. Oh, it was like on the same not level. Not not that far off in no. terms of uh, time period. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's why when point. you're bringing up like, oh, I wonder if Blumhouse is going to do their like uh, traditional try and you know save money, cut corners on this and this, and I was like, well, I I hope they don't cut too many corners and make it look like that 19. <laughs> they but they're film. smart about it. Like the yeah. example that I, I've given on this podcast before is that Get Out was originally set in a man a huge mansion. Yeah. And they were like, what if it's just a really nice house? And that yeah. saved them who knows how much money because yeah. they didn't have to rent yeah. out this gigantic mansion. They could just set it in a nice home. You understand, okay, these people are well off. You don't have to make it like a... That's it. Exa- so like, that's just yeah. a smart thing to just be like, hey, here's the thing that doesn't affect the story much that we can change and save money and then put that money somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. So hopefully that there's ways in the script that they come up with to do that and still maintain the vision. Uh, that I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by. I think this movie is going to yeah. take people off guard. I don't think people uh, know what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, the the other story 
Black Widow. Uh, we had talked about it in a previous episode as well, that they were interviewing something like 70, 60, something, 60 yeah. 70 directors for this movie. Well, they finally found one, and her name is Kate Shortland. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, nice. I've she never anything before? Nice. She has. Um, I looked up her uh, filmography, and she hasn't done anything huge. She has done features in the past. She did this movie called Lore. It was a World War II drama. Nice. So there's that. And she also did this other movie called Berlin Syndrome, and it was a psychological thriller horror. I think I've heard of Yeah, that, that name sounds familiar. Yeah. More so, so than like, Lore. It's interesting because there are two genres that are completely different. Yeah. Um, I hope she gets the lore of Black Widow, right? Hey. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I mean, like like I mentioned, she has done features, yeah. but she's not exactly a household name, not someone you really know of. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it's it's interesting that they did hire a female director for this female lead driven film. Yeah, I'm su- think, yeah. very surprised that this is happening at all. Me Still, too. Yeah. I'm very yeah. surprised. Scarlett Johansson is like not uh, in like favored in the public eye no, right now. No, she's not either. in the good oh, graces. Yeah, she's yeah. kind of become yeah. a meme. Really? Yeah. 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 I've seen I've seen a few people use her as like an example. Like the there was the Thai uh, cave situation <laughs> right now where oh my god yeah someone, someone, something the, the the kids being rescued from the cave yeah, yeah but what yeah someone tweeted out like oh they're gonna make a movie about this and and she's gonna play one of the kids oh yeah <laughs> like That's it's just so bad. you know what I mean like people are like really digging in on her and like maybe unfairly but like they're they're she's not in the best public eye but at the same time there is the possibility that this is a prequel and they can just find someone who kind of looks like Scarlett Johansson to play a younger version yeah. of her yeah. this is because it's kind of weird to be like let's build up all this stuff Thanos is a thing hey do you want to watch a spy do some stuff yeah so, so yeah. down I don't know yeah and there hasn't really been any word on whether she is going to be in this movie or not right really, and I think so. part of that my suspect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'd think right away we're doing a Black Widow movie, they'd be like, and Scarlett Johansson, are, can you believe it? So the fact that they've held off on that, I think they're leaning more towards like an origin movie, yeah. something yeah. said yeah. in the past. And yeah. I mean, not to not to knock on Kate Shortland at all. I mean, I, I haven't seen those movies, but if she if uh, Scarlett was coming back, you think maybe that a bigger director would be coming on board, maybe? Or someone with at least a bit more experience. Interesting. Uh, it's within the like track record of the Marvel Studios like method to go after younger and less experienced directors. Yeah, this I think is true. Part of that is to get like a bit more. Like this sounds bad, and I love these movies, and I don't mean this harshly. But part of that <laughs> is to have some sort of studio control. Oh yeah, they can manipulate them so much. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say manipulate, but like if you okay, if you bring in like. A Taika Waititi, for example, who isn't a, a young, like not young, but like an indie de- uh, filmmaker, he's gonna bring a lot of style to that, and that paid off in the end. Yeah. But for yeah. example, like an Edgar Wright was trying to make an Ant Man yeah, movie, yeah. but he has almost too much character and yeah. adds too much style to these movies. And he also like yes. he's been in the industry for a while, so he knows how to like game this game the system. Yeah, a yeah. Bit. And he's, he's made movies yeah. on that budget yeah. before, maybe yeah. not to the extent of like a superhero movie, but he's made big budget movies before. Whereas someone younger, someone less experienced, you can kind of be like, maybe don't put so much of your voice in there. Yeah. Maybe like yeah. let's stick to the way that the universe feels. It's true. Yeah. I also just want to argue your point for a second. We talked about the Harley Quinn movie, right. which is coming out. And it was a yeah. similar situation wherein Margot Robbie is definitely in that movie, mm-hmm. but it is a new director. So I don't think yeah, it necessarily has, has yeah. it's any indication that whether or not Scarlett Johansson is coming back because they yeah. have an inexperienced director. Oh, that's fair. You got me. I'll admit. Sorry, you got me. Just yeah. saying. No, that's Exposed. Fair. Yeah. Exposed. Um, 
so um, obviously there's some new releases coming out. Um, Liam, I'm, you're looking real forward to this one. Eighth grade. Can't wait. Oh, Eighth grade. Yes. I heard it's good. It's a limited release, but it's still coming out. I. This is like probably one of my most anticipated movies of this year. Your buddy Bo. Yeah. My buddy. <laughs> good friend. I enjoy his, yeah. his work. <laughs> oh, you're a big fan. I'm a, I'm a big Bo Burnham fan, mm-hmm. just like in general. Yep. So the fact that this movie has been... Long talked about, highly praised since it premiered, was it Sundance, I think? Yeah. A while ago. Yeah. I just can't wait. Did you know he had a show on MTV that yes. he directed? I was going to start watching that. Yeah. Because I heard it didn't it last great. very long, did it? It was like so he, not even one season. He has some experience directing. Yeah. Because yeah. this is his first uh, feature length. Yeah, uh, for sure. I'm so Written glad and that, directed. He's, yeah. that he's getting successful as a, as a director. And the actress is apparently Amazing tremendous. That is yeah, an yeah. emotional trailer. It it's, is. Uh, there's something about that trailer that just gets you in the feels, and it's not even like, oh, look how sad this is. Yeah. It's just like so reminiscent of like mm-hmm. adolescence. Everyone it captures has been it. it. Yeah. And just like very modern adolescence, yes. too, which is very interesting. Which we never experienced, but you can still kind of relate to it because there was like the equivalent. Like when they're talking about Snapchat in yeah. the trailer, I, I'm like, that was like MySpace for yeah. our generation. MSN. Yes. Yeah. MSN. Yeah. MSN, yeah. AOL uh, for you guys in, All that in the stuff. US. So aim. Um, there's also Skyscraper. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's jumping big out of buildings. movie. Do you think he's um, gonna make that jump? I've been waiting to see if he's gonna make that it. jump for months. They spoil it in the the newest TV spot. The the whole like the biggest oh, dramatic wow. part of that trailer and commercial obviously is him jumping off the super crane, right? Um, so in the trailer or in the TV spot, they show him jumping off the crane, and then the next scene is him in the building, and his wife's like, "Oh my God, how'd you get here? I jumped off a super crane." And it's like, oh, okay, shit. So he made the jump. Let's be fair. Uh, you, we knew he was going to make it. He's going to make it. Come on. He's dead. We, yeah. You're right. That's an interesting gonna twist. Oh. Imagine he jumps and he didn't make it. Yeah. Way That's better. Everything that happens after that is like yeah. the afterlife. The family has to save themselves. <laughs> yeah. And that's the moral of the story. You can't rely on The Rock to show up and fix your problems. <laughs> yeah. People. Everyone. Not in my yeah. experience. Yeah. So it's another big uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson action movie. Do we think it might unseat uh, Ant-Man? No. <laughs> Ant-Man is so good. I don't think so. Well, you, she laughs, but I mean, this is no, probably going to make a ton of we, money. It is. We did a review, and I just heard, never mind, it's fine. Oh, it's cool. Wait don't for tweet the anything, because Johnson might reply to you, and it might be mean. Yeah. yeah. He what doesn't take time. don't understand. He's, he wrote that? He, he seems he, like an extremely cool guy, but on Twitter, he's very he's defensive of his movies. He's pulling a John Travolta? Yeah. He's a little emotional. <laughs> I guess he is. Yeah. 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 Don't come uh, after the Rocks movies. Defending his movie on Twitter. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, so those are those right. are the two movies coming out. Hope you guys. Uh, well, I don't necessarily know if I hope you guys see it, but those are some of your options. Uh, check them out if you want. <laughs> and that basically wraps up the show. So guys, thank you so much for watching the Cinephiles Extended Cut. And uh, next week we might be doing something a little different as well. We, I told you the watch you watching section is going to be different, but we might do it live. We might do the show. Could live. Be. We'll do it do live. It live. Well, you might do it. You live. guys were in in sync yeah, with, with that we're one. We're always in sync. Um, so yeah, well, guys, we might do it live, which means that you can join in the comments if that's something you you would like to see us do. Everyone watch Let Mission Impossible for next Friday. Yeah. Yes, yes. We will be talking. We'll be reading reminder. your comments. We'll all you watch it together. Not, I'll be like, hey, uh, Jason, one, two, three. Your take on Mission Impossible is wrong. Yeah. And then I'm gonna slam <laughs> the laptop. If yeah. you don't, if you don't do your homework, detention for a week. Yeah. <laughs> 
Till next episode. That's more reason than any. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Watch Mission Impossible. So to sum up, live show next week. We're going to be talking about the first Mission Impossible. We hope you guys join us. Um, And with that said, we hope you subscribe to this channel if you like what you've seen. And of course, we're in audio podcast in case you don't want to see our faces on iTunes, iTunes, (laughs) Google (laughs) Google Play, and Stitcher. Don't forget about Stitcher. So guys, thank you so much for, uh, for watching. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe to our Mojo Talks YouTube channel for the video version of The Cinephiles Extended Cut.